Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 310. Oh, my God. This is Christopher Jones. I'm your host tonight, and we are short-manned. I'm not a short man. Well, I'm not a tall man by any stretch of the means, being at about 5'10", but, you know, Will's a little bit 6'4", somewhere in there. Um, It's just myself, Christopher, and Will tonight. Uh, Charles is working the home show. Uh, Mark's working late. Uh, Chris has viral laryngitis, poor guy. I kind of had that a few weeks ago and I sucked it up and guess, you know, ex-football players are little weenies. Um, anyhow, I'm not going to pick on him really. And, uh, you know, we actually, I reached out today to, uh, Jared Zanowicz to, I, I don't know. I got it just screwed up his name. I'm sure. But anyhow, um, Zane, Witch. uh, anyhow, um, He's going fishing in the morning at 5.30 in the morning in Winnipeg. So I guess he didn't want to stay up till past midnight in his time zone. Uh, uh, what a pussy. Uh, anyhow, we're just here to talk football, and that's kind of what we want to do. And uh, so Will and myself are going to do that. I'm going to be, do a – I don't really have much of a rant this morning, but, uh, the, you know, the Grey Cup was awarded today for 2020 and 2021. We know for a fact that Calgary is doing 2019. That's this year. Right. Will's there. He's going to have tickets for everybody. I think he's bought 50 or 60 tickets or something like that. I understand. Anyhow. um, Yeah. So if you need to go to the Grey Cup in Calgary, just talk to Will. Um, So anyhow, uh, it was pretty much a given that Hamilton was going to get it in 2020. And after that, it was up for grabs. We didn't know. Um, And everybody in Hamilton had like planned the parade, like, even Hamilton Tiger Cats had this massive, huge uh, celebration for season ticket holders at the stadium, fireworks and all sorts of stuff was going off and they didn't get it. Okay. Saskatchewan has got awarded the gray cup for 2020 and uh, Hamilton will get it in 2021. Now why Hamilton or Saskatchewan got it over Hamilton? I have no fucking idea. Um, But this is going to be the first time that the they've had the Grey Cup in the new stadium, right? New Mosaic. The last one was in the old Mosaic was 2013. So this is the new Mosaic, and uh, they've they've been awarded the the Grey Cup because of that. Now Hamilton has is also in a brand new stadium, Timbit Field, but it um it's had a lot of problems. It's had lawsuits. It's had construction problems. They've had things needed to get fixed and a whole pile of different things. And I'm not going to say that that had any bearing on, it. I'm sure it did, but um, Hamilton didn't get awarded the great cup for 2020. They got it in 2021. What's the big deal? No big deal. You got it one year. You got it the next year. Who cares? Right. BC had it in 2011, 2014. Um, it's probably time for it. Come back to BC place considering it's a roof stadium in late November. Um, domed roofed, whatever. Um, so, 
Why did Saskatchewan get it over Hamilton? Well, that, I think it's because they got the brand new stadium. They both have new stadiums. Saskatchewan Stadium's nicer. Um, and yes, but you know, we had a, a great cup at Edmonton, then we had one in Calgary. Now we're having one with Saskatchewan, three in the West and none in the East, right? So everybody thought it was a shoe and that Hamilton was going to get this great cup. And they didn't. Well, Hamilton fans are losing their fucking mind over this. It's uh, unbelievable what they're doing. They're just absolutely having a fit over the fact that they got snubbed for the Grey Cup in 2020. Well, they're getting it in 2021. What's the big deal? Who cares? It's coming to your city. And you know when it's coming to your city, you can plan for it. You got two years to plan. You can have a major festival. You got lots of time to prepare for this. What's the big deal? No, they're losing their minds. They, they can't believe that they've been snubbed like this. They can't believe that the riders beat them out. They can't believe that, it, that Randy Ambrosi did this to them, the bitch. Come on, seriously? Get over it already. You've got a Grey Cup coming to it. It's going to be there. Why stress over something that, A, you have no chance of changing. You had no control over in the first place. And it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. You have Hamilton, the city of Hamilton has chosen for the last 20 years not to host a Grey Cup game. Because it's not because this league didn't want to put it in Hamilton. It's because Hamilton didn't apply for it. You have to apply for this. You have to put in a proposal. You actually have to bid on it. You have to buy the Grey Cup rights. Okay? And Bob Young never did that. So Hamilton hasn't had the Grey Cup since Bob Young bought the team in 2004, took it out of receivership or whatever the hell you want to call what he did, rescued them for sure. He definitely rescued them. I got a lot of respect for Bob Young, except he does some dumb shit, like stupid ideas like hiring Ken Austin um, and then keeping him forever. That's not the point. Um, okay, so I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, seriously, Hamilton, grow up. Just Put on your big boy pants and let's play some football because right now I am just so sick of the whining and sniveling fact that you guys didn't get your great cup. Like, get over yourself. Well, I've opened up your mic. Welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? What do you think of this great cup? I'm good. I I tend to wonder why Hamilton didn't get the great cup, to be honest with you. Uh, I agree. It sounded like There's they no were going to get it. And they both have new stadiums. And it's kind of weird that it's going to be, once Saskatchewan has it, it's going to be three years in the West in a row. That doesn't happen very often. They usually there, switch back and forth. There's lots of reasons why it should have been in Hamilton. Okay? God knows why it's no. not. We don't know. Randy Ambrosi knows. And then my other and then my other question is, how come Hamilton didn't get it in two thousand and twenty when Calgary got it in twenty nineteen? And I wonder if anybody else bid on it. Because what can Calgary give you? A seventy year old stadium that holds thirty three thousand people? And and that's it, man. And and I've heard from people and I wasn't that involved the last time. The last time it was in Calgary, it was not a great event. I, I heard there was not as much festivities but as there has been in the past. Yeah, well, as, as I, I as I 
Like, I mean, in, in Edmonton last year, and I went to the Grey Cup, the festival they had was was top-notch and bar none. It was fantastic, I thought. And uh, so, and have you, you know, I any, hate when... Have you got anything to compare it to? Have you been to other Grey Cup games? Uh, yeah, but I was young, 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 and I don't remember those games, okay? <laughs> okay, no, that's, that's fair. All I can, fair that's effort. all I can say. Um, I mean, the I'm... other ones had be. The other ones had beer. Okay, that's all I can tell you. Anyways, and there was a football game, I think. So, um, so you've been told. But yeah, I. Yes, yes. So I've been told. So, I don't know. I mean, I, does it make that much of a difference? One year? No. Um, if I do get to go to the one in Saskatchewan, I don't know if I want to because it's going to be cold. I know. I mean, really cold. Like having one in Winterpeg. And I mean, I've always been the guy who's preached that, you know, the Grey Cup has to be in the cold because that's what Canadian Football League is all about. But you're but a pussy at heart. Older, now that I'm getting older, I'm thinking, why didn't Saskatchewan put a roof on that freaking thing? Okay, so. Well, there's saying. supposed to be a, so, a, a lid that folds down on that toilet bowl, right? I, I've heard you actually yeah, designed and, it that way, and they are talking about doing it. And uh, oh, I, I, I've seen the picture. I've seen the pictures of what the lid's going to look like. Okay, so <laughs> and there's that big flushing but, handle <laughs> in case the game's not very good. Yeah, just flush the whole thing. And I, I don't know. I'll have to do some research because a lot of times they say that the hometown, if they're not in it, everybody sells their tickets. But I don't know if that would be the case in Saskatchewan because what else is there to do? That well, there isn't on that well, date. How many Edmonton Eskimo fans were there in Edmonton when their team didn't even make the frickin' playoffs? Eh? There, there was enough, but tickets were easily had. Yeah. Okay, so I had five buddies who flew in the night before and they found tickets no problem. So, okay. you know, it is you have five it is. buddies. Well, acquaintances. Okay, they're not really my buddies. Did I see them at the game? No, I did not. Um, but uh, they did text me and know, told me. Right? They texted me and told me. Well, I went to high school with all of them. So, and high okay. school for me was a long yeah, time ago, thirty-six years ago. Thirty-six years ago. I'm not aging myself, but there you go. Thirty-six years ago. So, uh, and and no, I still do keep no, in contact no. with them. No, it's it? forty years next year is our grad forty year graduating you next year. Yeah, but I was uh I'm not gonna say that. What year did you graduate in, sir? Nineteen eighty. Okay, I was seventy nine. I was seventy nine, sorry. You're no, older I'm not. Than no, I'm not. I don't want to say anything, but I graduated when I was 16 years old. So that's all I'm saying. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't because I was smart. It was because my mother was not very smart, and she put me in school a year before I should have went. Before they had all these rules. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> I'm serious. That's exactly what happened. She she thought four and a half or something like that was okay, and so she sent me to school at four and a half years old. So, <laughs> and nobody noticed. I, I they didn't have those rules back then. Now I know. I don't think anybody gets passed. But, and 
I did live on the army base and it was a special school in that short bus kind of way, I guess. I don't know. And uh, so there you go. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. But it's been a long time. That's all I can say. And I still do. They are very, I still do talk to these people occasionally, but not enough to go up to the nosebleed seats where they were sitting to see them. Okay. Cause I had great tickets on the 19 on the yeah, 19th row on the 50 yard line. So yeah, there's, there's nothing there you there's go. No reason to go up anywhere. No, not especially not there because it's cold up there. So yeah, it's far away. Should we talk about? Yes, it is. It's a long ways away. Um, and it's too bad Jared couldn't come on tonight. Um, do you think he will in the future? Yeah, he said he would. Um, actually, okay. I've got some messages from him. I can just rip through them really fast because it was kind of cool. Um, I asked him if he listened to podcasts. I haven't. I've actually never tried listening to a podcast. Never listened to a podcast, Jared. I can't believe that you've never, you're a football guy that you are, and you've never listened to any podcast. At least, you know what? Listen to the waggle. It's a good one. Um, it, it's, it's a gooder than the rest. Okay? You can listen to our show. It is not – we don't pretend to be media people. That's the difference between most podcasts and us. We don't pretend to be professional. We don't want a job as professionals. We don't go looking for sponsors. We, we don't pretend in any way, shape, or form that we're media personality. They all do. They all think they, they do. They, they're, they're on some bumfuck radio station somewhere else, and, or, and, and I think they hold a clipboard or something for the, for the real talk radio guys, and then they go and do a podcast, and uh, they think they're hot shit, and they're not because we do a far better job. Anyhow, we have a great following. We've got about 3,800 people listen to the show every week. Um, what time do I have to prepare? He says, I clearly won't be all trollish like I am online at times. So he promised me he wouldn't be a troll on the on their program, okay? So that's kind of cool. <clears throat> he says, is there a list of topics or how it works? Uh, I just don't want to look like an idiot. Well, you look like an idiot most days, Jared. So don't worry about it. You'll be fine, okay? No, there's no problem. No prep. You just have to talk football. Uh, it's just like three or four guys sitting around a table talking football. No rules other than just respect each other. Okay. We kind of do that, don't we, Will? We kind of respect each other when we're talking on here. Carry the kind of, unless you're female. So, um, but that's okay. True. Yeah. She's not here anymore. So, no. Then there's a reason for that. Okay. It was an experiment. Anyways. He basically says, keep me in mind for the next time, but I'm going to be leaving for a fishing trip at 530 in the morning. I'd have to be in bed by midnight, which you could have done, Jared. You could, you could have done this, but I, I would have loved to jump in. Okay. I just can't because of the fishing trip tomorrow. Sorry, man. Next time. Yeah. Okay. I'll listen to some shows. Okay. That was it. Yeah. And so, you know what? I mean, um, you can talk. I mean, I'm, until I discover, I don't listen. To, I really don't listen to anything anymore other than podcasts. And yes, I listen to some football podcasts. And I think the Waggle, because I've listened to all of them, and I think the Waggle is by far and away the best. Um, better, better than us. Will? Those, those, well, those guys are in. They they have a different group of people that they talk with, and they have they have access to many, many CFL guys. So, and they do make some very valid points, but I mean, I listen to all kinds of podcasts. My favorites are conspiracy podcasts. I'll listen to those till the day I die because it, they make me laugh constantly. So, yeah, but yeah. So 
I, I, I don't even listen to the music in my car anymore. I listen to podcasts. And really? But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah with the exception of I did watch, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody the other day. And wasn't that an amazing Which movie? Was, I, I don't think it was an amazing movie. You don't, eh? Because, no, because I knew all of that stuff already because I was a yeah, huge Yeah, it wasn't an educational movie. I did not know that that Freddie Mercury was the ethnic, ethnic you know what I'm trying to say, what nationality he was, which was quite interesting. I didn't realize that. I always thought he was Italian. You <laughs> thought he, he was, was Italian? So you didn't know I that he was, he was an Italian. Indian from, no, he's not no, actually I from India, but that. his family was. Really? That's correct. Okay, yeah, That's he, correct. he hit it. I did it. not know that. He, he was not proud of it. He was actually ashamed of it, and he hit it very, very well. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. But those were different days back then, too. So it, they they were, they were like he, okay. you know when he so when what, he first went on stage, they called him a packy, right? Right. And it not was that very I'm calling anybody that, but was, because it was a it was a movie, and they had to make it, I guess, PG because that dude was not even close to PG. Okay. So no, no. I've heard many, many stories about him. So, yes, bring me another. But I still, but it's amazing how to this day I still love the music. Oh, the, the music music's is amazing. Yeah. Yes. The, they're yes, in my is. top five of bands out there. Um, probably number two or number three, but really close. So, yeah. Can I ask who's number one? What? Oh, the Eagles. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Number two? I mean, Number uh, two? Well, it's, pro- it's probably Queen. Okay. <clears throat> okay, cool. I mean, I had a lot of their albums when I was growing up, uh, albums that were released even before I started listening to albums. So, you know, like uh, I, I bought News of the World when it first got released, but before that I had Day at the Races and uh, uh, Night at the Opera. I think it was Day of the Races. Mm-hmm. Day of the Races wasn't an album with theirs. No. Night at the Opera. Because they were doing it after um, uh, Marx Brothers movies. Mm. That's what Night of the Opera was. Okay. That's a Marx Brothers movie. Yes. Anyhow. And my still all-time favorite is Led Zeppelin by it far and away. Was who? Led Zeppelin. Of course. Really? Yeah. I've never really been a yeah. big Led Zeppelin fan. I really didn't like their music that much. Oh. I really did not like Stairway to Heaven at all. It just the song didn't work uh-huh. for me. Everybody says it's the best song of all times. And it just didn't work for me. But you know, I watched um Annie and Nancy Wilson do it at the uh, uh Led Zeppelin tribute. Did you see that? And Jason On, Bonham uh... did the drop did the drums. It was absolutely amazing. Yes, I have seen that. It was it was just that amazing. Was on the, yes. Anyways, we could talk. We could start a music podcast if you want to. We could talk, a, and we could do a conspiracy podcast, and we could do a political podcast. We could talk about pipelines and vaccinations and all sorts the, of things. But this is a football show, only, and we're going to talk football. Yes. The only thing I don't listen to is country music. So. The two That's worst forms it. of music, okay? The two worst forms of music, country and western. There you go. But that was kind of before hip-hop and rap shit and all that other garbage. 
So, you know, yeah, and, and but I, disco's not high up on my I, list of things, fun things either. I love, I love hip hop and rap and I love disco too. Are you serious? But I also like, yes, but I also yeah, like yeah. classical music to the wind. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, and I'm not a big classical fan. I did, did listen to opera. It's kind of cool. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's talk to football. Anyways, let's talk about football. Okay. Italy has joined the parade of gridiron football players, uh, football countries that are pledging to work with the CFL to grow the game. What do you think of this? What do you think of uh, Ambrosi's road trip here, signing with the Germans, the Italians, the French, the Mexicans? Uh, Is he going down to Australia next? Because they got a lot of American football leagues down there. Uh, Do you think it's advantageous to the league in any way? Uh, We're not really trying to harvest players. We're trying to harvest fans. So, you know, is, is, are these football leagues over there now going to support the, the uh, CFL? And uh, are their fans going to start watching this? And are, are we going to increase our revenue because of that? If we increase our revenue, uh, you know, two, three, five, ten million dollars a year. Uh, what does that do for the salary cap? What does that do for the league in general? Puts them on very solid ground. Uh, how is this a bad thing? I don't see this as a bad thing. Well, do you? I completely agree with you. Any, any publicity for the CFL is good publicity. And since they're paying certain guys so much money, we need more people invested in the CFL. They need to make more money. And if you can get, I don't know, a thousand fans out of each place, Hey, what the heck? But I I hear in Italy, and correct me if I'm wrong, Adam Rita has been coaching there for a couple of years now in Italy. Okay, uh, so I don't know if it's Italy. I I thought it was something like that. I'm pretty sure it is. So, and I do know a couple of former CFL guys that have coached in Italy as well. And they say not only is it a great place to coach, it's just a great place to live. So Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, wouldn't doubt that in the slightest. Uh, it doesn't say anything I mean, on his Wikipedia page at all. Yeah, I know it doesn't because I've looked at it a couple of times. And, I, I know he's in I Europe, but I'm not. Has. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he's the head coach of the uh, Bergamo Lions Italian Football League. There you go. There you go. So, hey, what the heck? But no, any we've talked about this before. Any any increase in publicity for the CFL is a good thing. If he wants to go join the Russian Football League, I'm all for that. Okay, and if it puts revenue into the CFL, which I don't know how it's going to, but I think it will, um, then I'm good. I'm all for it. What the heck? Okay. Yeah. What the heck? Exactly. Um, Do you know who Adam Bichetti is? Is he the guy who who invented bruschetta? No. No, I guess not. Okay. No, I don't. Um, Who is that? I put up a post of his, and I'm just looking for it right now because we're gonna. I'm gonna read it. We're gonna talk about what what was the what was the post? If you just tell me a little bit, I'll I can tell you if I remember it or not. 
he is a. Uh, I'm I'm just going to go over to his page because I it's only on his page. Um, he is an ex BC Lions coach. He's an ex Calgary Stampeder player. Uh, I think he actually coached at least guest coached in uh, Calgary at one point in time. I don't really know what he's doing right now. Uh, we've been. Oh, was he, the, was he the guy? Was he the guy who talked about? Uh... How it's not good for the Canadian Football League that uh, it doesn't promote Canadian coaches and yada yada yada. Was that what you're talking about? Yes, and we're going to talk about this okay. right now. I'm going to I'm going to read you what Adam wrote. He says I'm really starting to get worried about the future of our league and the quality of football in the future. I applaud the CFL and Randy Ambrosi for looking for new markets, but what are we doing here to raise the salary cap so that we get the best Canadians and Americans that aren't playing in the NFL? In addition, the new football ops rules and cap are going to do nothing but hurt the development of coaches and the game in Canada. I've said it before, but the cap hurts Canadian coaches, not American ones. And now, in addition to that, I've learned that the CFL teams are only, are only allowed two guest coaches at training camp. That's how I got my start my exposure and my experience coaching at the professional level as a guest coach. I was never paid. I just got the experience of coaching as a professional for a month. And again, it's just like the cap. The only people this is going to hurt is Canadian coaches. The initiatives like these are only going to stifle the development of football in this country. We should be finding ways to grow the knowledge and skill level of our coaches and players so there can be more than 16 Canadian coaches in the CFL and so that the on-field product continues to get better. Okay, now I want to touch this whole thing piece by piece. Uh, We just talked about um, Randy Ambrosi looking for new markets. And then he says, what are we doing to grow the game in Canada so that we can raise the salary cap? Well, those two are related. Like we just talked about, I think that if we sign a deal with the Mexican media to broadcast Canadian football games in Mexico, and they give us one, two, three, ten million dollars to do that annually. I know TSN gives us 40 million. I don't know what ESPN in America does, but if Mexico TV gives us a million bucks, a million bucks is a million bucks. It's $100,000 per team, so to speak, right? So, and now we've got Germany, France, Italy, um, the Nordic League, uh, all of these new developments and creating new, new fans and their desire to watch our game. Hopefully that's what he's trying to do is expand it so they want to watch our game. Um, they're going to start broadcasting it. And when they broadcast it, they make money with commercials and the commercials. And so they have to pay for the broadcast feed and the CFL gets money. I don't know how much money and whether it's going to be, you know, might not not even be in the millions. But anything can help this this league. Anything at all is going to help it. So I think that kind of takes care of the two concerns that you got at the beginning. Now, as to go with this salary cap for coaches, I'm not complaining. It's silly and it's ridiculous. Um, You you should pay your coaches what you think your coaches are worth. And some coaches are worth a hell of a lot more money than other coaches. And without question. And you know what? If your coaches, you need a couple extra coaches on your team because your team's a little worse. Who is this going to help? This is going to help the better teams and it's going to hurt the lesser teams. Okay. Teams that aren't very good need more help. 
but they can't because they can't afford, you know, it, it, it's a catch 22 sort of thing. So this salary cap is, it is not going to affect the better teams like Calgary at all ever. It's just not. Um, but it is going to hurt the, the, the teams that are trying to develop themselves a little bit better. So I kind of understand that. And I've also always, always, always had a problem with head coaches taking coordinators positions. Anyhow, um, I'm going to, I wrote, I, I made a comment on this. He, it's not there. Damn it. Okay. I'm going to have to go back to the CFL.ca. So, and what was the last thing there? Uh, Will? Oh, oh, two guest coaches. What difference does it matter how many guest coaches you have? You don't pay them. It doesn't create any um, competition. There's no stress on competition. It doesn't hit into the salary cap. It doesn't do anything. Why can't you have a whole pile of guest coaches for your training camp? That makes zero sense to me. None at all. None. Will, what's your thoughts? Well, you know, and it's funny because I think uh, I was talking to someone this past weekend who who was part of the CFL for a while, and he won two Grey Cups with the Eskimos, and he is he was a he was he has been a coach, and the year the two years he won Grey Cups with Eskimos with the Eskimos, they only had fourteen coaches or sorry, seven coaches. And he said the Eskimos had 14 coaches last year. Mm-hmm. They're only and allowed. I'm thinking if, if you used, yeah. So if you used to be able to do it with seven, why do you have that many coaches? And I understand it's probably just like a classroom. Okay. The more teachers you have per student, the better it probably is. Okay. Yeah. And I guess it would be the same with coaching, but you know, I I think is it gonna affect Canadian coaches? Well, there's not that many Canadian coaches in the CFL, anyways. Sixteen. I mean, out of 108. Sixteen. Okay, so what does that tell you right off? Is it is it going? Is it also going the way of the Canadian quarterback in the CFL? You know what I mean? I well, mean, I think maybe now than what there was. Uh, 10 years ago, but maybe not how many there was sure. 40 years ago. Sure. But are, how many of those Canadian coaches? I don't know. I, I, I you know, I, I tend to wonder how many kids or people strive to be a football coach in Canada, to be honest with you. I'm sure there's some out there, but there's probably not a lot. Um, you know, and they, people do progress through the ranks. I remember when I was in high school in Winnipeg, which was 30 plus years ago, uh, Brian Dolby was the head coach of one of the high schools. As a matter of fact, the high school Mark went to Mark Weddall. And now he's been the university of, uh, Manitoba Bison's coach for, I don't know, 20 plus years, mm-hmm. but it took him a long time to get into coaching at a higher level. I think he taught high school in Manitoba for 20 years before he ever got a shot at at that. So I just don't, I, I, I still think, you know, they bring coaches in from America because they have more experience. Just like 
a lot of the skill positions in the CFL are Americans because they have better programs and better training, if you will. So, can can I, you I name a head coach that's a Canadian? We have nine head coaches. Head coach can you name that, one of them as a Canadian? Who are the nine head coaches? Um, would what's his name be a be a Canadian? There's, there's, we have uh, only one Canadian right now. There was so I'm going to take a step. considered one, even is, though he was born is in he, Italy. Is he is he a head is he a head coach? Yes, we have one Canadian in that's the a head CFL. Coach in the CFL, in the right CFL now, today. currently. Yes. Um, I would Mike O'Shea. Mike O'Shea. There you go. Right. I was wonder. I was wondering about Rich. Uh, Rick. Rich. Rich. Rick Campbell was born in, in America. Ottawa. Oh, he was. eh? Okay. Because his daddy was yeah. in Canada for so much of the time, I just thought maybe he was Canadian. But yeah, he was not. born in Spokane, okay. Washington. Okay. So almost Canadian. But yeah, I I never I forgot all about that that uh, that he was a Canadian head coach. So you know, yeah. and how many have there been? How many have there been over the years? Wally Buono, um, Danny Machocha, I would assume he was the mm. head coach. Yeah, I don't know if he's Canadian though, is he? Sure, he is. He's sure? from La Belle Province. Yes, yes, he's from Montreal. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I could be wrong, but I'm sure. No, you don't get an accent like that being born in the USA. Come on. Mark, Mark's talking to us right now. I've I've lost my, my face. Yeah, I here. see that. Dobie had a shot at a coordinator a few years ago. He declined. Who's Dobie? Brian Dobie, who the guy I was just talking about, who's the oh, okay. head coach at U of M. Okay, okay. But he didn't want to be fired. Hey, Mark, if you're listening to the podcast, how come you're not on it? Oh, did yeah. I say that out loud? Whoops, sorry. Numbers, um, please. Numbers, numbers. Give me numbers. Oh, I was um, going to put up yeah, the so, podcast chat. Again? I was going to um, – you know how we have game chats on, on Let's Talk CFL uh, Facebook page, right? When a football yeah. game comes up, we put a game chat on and it – all the posts pertaining to that game get put onto that uh, that thing, so we don't have a whole pile of different comments. You don't have to go looking through everything, right? So we've got a game chat that is up. I was thinking about right. uh, putting up a, uh, a a podcast chat so that people who are listening to yep. the podcast can make comments and we can talk about what their questions are, moving on, and this, that, and everything else. And we can type things in as we're going as where we want to talk next and this, that, and everything else. And I thought that was okay. And Mark says you're an asshole. No, I think he's referring to you. I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's definitely talking about you. I do. I do. But if you look, you know, on on the on the uh, the blog talk page that we have when we're doing the podcast. Yeah, you mean you, the one that Mark's supposed to put up the promotional things that he never does? He didn't this. No, week? no, 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 no. The the control panel. That okay. I'm on and yeah. you're on right now. Okay. Oh, do you have the control panel up? I is... didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Yes, I did. Not I many do. people. And no, um, no, there's not. But if no. you go to if you go to the dashboard, okay, 
Okay, I'm I'm there at the there, dashboard. There is a there's a what is that window at the bottom that says start a live chat? Is that specifically for that? What you're talking about doing? I don't know. I've never done it. Well, there you, you go. You need to so upgrade your flash player. I can't do it because I don't have flash properly installed. Okay. And I'm, I'm on an Apple. And it says the same thing to me. Okay. So I'll have to take a look at that. Because that would be you see interesting. The, I would not. See, the audience geography is not kind of exciting. Like, I can't believe there's yeah, more I, Americans that listen to this podcast than there are Canadians. It's almost depressing. I kinda, you know? I, I'm kind of interested in the 2.38% of people in Greece who listen to our podcast. Okay? Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I it mean, is. what, you, you guys don't have a life? Or they speak English? Maybe that's the only percentage of the population that speaks English. Maybe. No, I, I would um, bet they're expats. I believe that they're Canadians that uh, okay. have moved to Greece, retired to Greece. They're living the life of Raleigh, well, sitting on the beach and in one of those big, nice white houses, and uh, and uh, can't get enough Canadian football. That, okay. that would be my bet. And 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 my question to you is, and I don't know if you've ever looked into this, how accurate are these stats? Oh, I doubt it. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I, I doubt it. You know, they just do it for your benefit because you pay money. Is that what it is? Yeah, something like that. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, I think they're cool. kind of funny, but we just keep looking at them and just having fun. Yeah, well. And does it give any numbers of how many people actually listen? Well, it it does. You have to total them all up, and it, it's a oh, bit of a pain okay. to do that. Okay, I see. Right, anyway, because we get we um, get stats for each day. I, I some days are more comment, exciting than others. I think that comment toward, was towards you because Mark's never called me that name. Okay, so he's called you that name numerous times. So, um, no, but. Just, no, 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 no. You know, I, I, I'm I mean, sure that you, you're the one that came, brought it up and said that he, he's at work. Why isn't he on the show? So I think he is calling you an asshole. So if if he's at work, what the hell is he doing on his phone texting us? Oh, yeah, we're listening the to the podcast. Going, the world is going to shit because Bart can text us while he's at work. So what can I say? Well, I think anyway, it's just that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that just aren't doing their job properly. Oh, that could be it I, too. You know, it's really hurting production <laughs> listening to my podcast. Okay, well, let's get and, back and, and talk some football, okay? Because we're not talking football very right. well. No, we're not. No, we're not. Just, we're not. DJ is right, Will. Okay, so I'm the asshole. All right. That's, there you go. See, I'm right. I'm always right, Will. I don't I'm know gra- why you. I'm gra- why do you I'm argue with me? It. I don't because know. I like to argue. I okay. like to argue. So, so uh, why do you think? Go ahead. I don't. I'm, I'm looking at this, and I thought it was Chris Walby at first, but it's not. So I don't know. This other guy says, and he posts this thing, and he says the first game at the new Mosaic Stadium was won by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The first playoff game at the new Mosaic Stadium was won by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The first Grey Cup game at the new Mosaic Stadium. Hmm. So that would be 2020. 
if they win the Grey Cup in yeah. 2020. So that is exactly 30 years from the time that they last won the Grey Cup in 1990. So, you know what? I don't think they're going to do it. This ain't going to happen. No. No. And I, I think they could do it. And this is the reason why. And and this is specifically for for Mark Weddall. Okay, we've all come to the conclusion here that Matt Nichols is not good enough to win a Grey Cup. Correct. So I think they'll. So I think they'll give Matt Nichols another year of doing what he does, and then they don't win, and Chris Striebler will be the starter next year, and maybe you never know. Maybe maybe he'll do it. Here's the problem with that it. theory. And I, I, I don't disagree with it. I think that that's, that's the course that Winnipeg has to take. Uh, I, would be, I would have a hard time believing that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers could win the Grey Cup with a rookie quarterback. Okay, his first year as so a starter. Goes at, what? I know he's not a rookie rookie, but it would be the first year as a starter. Okay, right. that, 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 that doesn't happen. That's hey, kind of rare. Wait, let me, inter- let me interrupt here for a minute. Who sure, was you the are. last CFL who was the last CFL team to win the Grey Cup with a first-year starter? Any any Cal- answer Calgary. for that? Would you know? Calgary. Do you know? Oh, Levi Mitchell. With, and who would the quarterback be? There you go. So there you go. It could yeah. happen. See, I am smarter than the average happen, bear. Maybe. It could it happen. It could happen. It could happen. But I've been told, or it, I, I've heard rumors, that Chris, Chris Strebler's contract is up at the end of this year. Okay, this is because he's got a two-year yep. rookie contract, and he believes that he's going to the NFL. So he okay, won't so be how, here how to be their the starter guy, next year. Yeah, but how does a guy think he's going to the NFL when in never played a game. reality this in reality this year he's not going to start this start a football game unless somebody else gets hurt. And the couple of starts he had or, last year, or, he didn't or win. because somebody sucks. <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, because uh, uh, Winnipeg has lost a couple of their offensive linemen this year, maybe Chris Striebler is a better option because he can run like the wind. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And uh, Matt Nichols, is not so much. He's a pylon. Not Pretty as much. much of a pylon as BLM. Not as much of a pylon as BLM, but close. Yeah, he's 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 right up there. He just he's not he's not a mobile quarterback. That's a fact. So, yeah. And, and you know what? I was just going to reply to Mark Weddle's uh, messenger to us. Mark, are you being I know, an asshole? I Mark Mark Mark. I want a Lamborghini. And I want a million bucks, but just because I want it doesn't mean I'm going to get it. What? No, what's he that? said it's not a rumor. He said it's not a rumor. He has said he wants to take a look at the NFL. Well, you know what? His I spelling is a or typing is atrocious. I have a good of a chance in the NFL as as Strebler does because I can go and look at the NFL too. I just got to pay my hundred and fifty dollars for a ticket, and I can go look. So. There you go. Anyways, I'm just on a roll tonight, baby. You can tell. Yeah, so I uh, – who – oh, I want to – I need to go over to Rod Peterson. 
Kate. Do you, do you do you ever listen? Do you read his stuff? Yes. I, I know most people don't like him because he's such a homer, but he does some pretty good stuff. Um, this weekend, no, that's not. I'm looking for the ten things I think I think, but this is this is an old one. Uh, cue the rebuild. Um, no, nope, I'm looking for the new one. It, he's, he's not even part of it anymore, is he? Uh, well, anyways. yeah, he is sort of. He's he's not the voice of the riders. He's not doing the play-by-play, and he's been um, uh, banned from Mosaic Stadium, or uh, not so much from the Mosaic Stadium, but any um, part of it that is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Like right. he's not allowed to go into the dressing room and he's uh, no, no access to the offices and the people that are in it. And he's got no access to the players and he's got none of that. And because him, him and Craig Reynolds had a bit of a falling out. And personally, I think Craig, Craig Reynolds should be fired, but that hasn't happened yet. Okay, let's go over here to rodpeterson.com. What was the article you're looking for? Because I've got all the CFL.ca stuff up on my screen. And I don't, and I think I know what you're talking about, and I just can't remember it. I read so much stuff in a day, I just I don't usually pay attention to who does it. Okay. I'm not paying attention to you right now, Mark. I, I'm looking. Okay, 10 things I think I think. Uh, first, uh, wave two. We're in week two of the CFL free agency, and things have slowed to a trickle. The biggest news on Tuesday was BC Lions re-signing uh, Canadian receiver Shaq Johnson. That wasn't even big news in, this, in Johnson's house, own house. Someone once told me that free agency is broken down into three waves. The huge names go in wave one which we saw last week. We're currently in wave two and wave three doesn't happen until June partway through training camp when they start cutting people and they start re-signing them. Okay. So moving on. Um, So what's left, it may be quiet now, but there's still some cannonballs left for the pool. I like that. For instance, why has it gone so quiet with Brandon Bridge, Kevin Glenn, Travis Lulee, and other QBs left in the market? Does Drew Willie fit into wave two or has he slipped into wave three? Players signed just before, during, or camp, or whatever, early parts of the season. Okay, boom, bang. Other positions. Uh, the list remaining players, the list of remaining players on the CFL official free agents tracker reads like a who's who, a potential Hall of Fame ballot. Rob Baggs, Ricky Ray, Chip Cox, Weston Dressler, Darius Bowman, Marquis Daniels, Chris Williams, and Eddie Steele are still available. It's like reads like a used car lot. There are tons of miles on these models. When a team needs someone dependable, that's when these players' phones will ring. Okay, what do you think so far? Those are the first three things of the I, ten things he thinks he thinks. Hard to argue. I agree. I agree. I agree. Right? I, exactly. I like the way I like the I like the way the waggle put it today because, as you know, I'm a shopper. Okay, yeah. and they said. The okay, there's there's department stores. Have you ever heard of Nordstrom's? Yes. Okay. Been in them. Okay. Nordstrom's is a high end department store. They said yes. Mike Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell, Trevor Harris, 
were things you buy at Nordstrom's. Okay? Okay. And then now there's a store called Nordstrom's Rack. Okay? And that's okay. where they send we all, are right they now. Send all the stuff that, okay, right. And that's what we're into right now is Nordstrom's Rack. Right. Okay? And all then the wave three is like gone. Walmart. Or, um, maybe a discount Walmart store. Do you, do you have Winners so, back in Calgary? Do you know what Winners store is? Yes, we do. Okay. That's all like high-end or high-name fashion, but two years old. Yes, that's correct. Okay, and it goes you like can dirt find, We can usually find great Under Armour stuff there that's dirt cheap. So, and I'm yeah, an Under yeah. Armour guy. So. Okay. Okay, so let's move on here. Truth and rumors. Interesting that Deron Carter is a Category 1 free agent after being signed by the BC Lions just days into free agency. It took two weeks for Toronto to sign him last August after the Riders had had enough of him. As the story went, Wally Buono and his staff had meetings on, Dur- on Duran at the time and elected to pass. Clearly, new Lions boss Devon Claybrooks feels the juice is worth the squeeze. Okay, I want to address this one. I was actually going to address this one on Rod's um, Q&A. Um, it's got nothing to do with Devon Claybrooks. Duran Carter is in Vancouver because of one person. Nick Lewis. Do you remember when Nick Lewis was on our podcast and he specifically said that Deron Carter was not a problem in Montreal. It was the other players had problems relating to him and that he was one of the best teammates that he, Nick Lewis had ever had. Do you remember him saying that? I never forgot. I do that. so. I think Deron Carter's an I asshole. So. I, I think he's an idiot and he, he's, he's so immature, it's ridiculous. He's a spoiled, rotten brat, and Daddy should have slapped him around. Okay? Beside the point, he is probably the most talented receiver we have in the league. Okay? The guy is amazing. And, I, you know, everybody said, you know, as soon as BC signed him, right, and they go, oh, yeah, what's Chris going to say? Okay, calls me, you know, people are calling me a hypocrite because I did, you know, on this podcast, I called him an idiot or a moron or something. I, my opinion is Deron Carter has not changed because he's a BC Lion. I still think he's a moron and an idiot and a, a fool and, and a court jester, and I wish he would just shut up and play football without question. I do believe he's an extremely talented football player. And I think that if he gets his shit together and plays football, him and Mike Riley could be bloody dangerous in this league. Okay. That's my opinion on that. No question. It may not be the same opinion as a lot of people. I know it's not the same opinion as a lot of BC lion fans. There's a lot of fans that are just pissed off that Deron Carter is now part of our team. And I, I'm not, I think he could be absolutely amazing. And I think Nick Lewis is the catalyst that can keep him under control. But Mark Weddall has pointed out that when Deron Carter is being his craziest and is completely out of control, he is the best receiver. That's when he's playing the best football. But you muzzle him, you take his Twitter away from him, you tie up his fingers, and he can't catch. Mark, Mark Tressman did it. Chris Jones did it. No. You let him play football. You let him be who he is. You let him be Deron Carter. And you let the fans hate him or love him. And let him play football. 
And I, I, I'm so torn on this because I hate him so much. But he's now a BC Lion, and I don't want to be a hypocrite, and I can't stop hating him. So what do I do? I tolerate him. And I put my faith in Nick Lewis because I believe in Nick. I respect Nick. I respect Nick's opinion, and I think he can do something with this. That's my position on this. Will, what do you think? You know what? One of the things I've always thought is is they say that when somebody like that comes into a locker room, they cause a problem. Okay. And I'm, I'm just assuming with every football team, you have a lot of different personalities. And of course, if the, 46 men, right, right. And if the team is managed and coached properly, you can get everybody on the same page Headed for one goal, okay? Correct. And I think when when you have a good team, you have a lot of strong personalities, and he's not going to disrupt a team that has strong personalities. He might be a pain in the ass, but in reality, because we're not there, tend to wonder if he's as big of a pain in the ass as you think. You know what? Absolutely. I've seen him in interviews, and he's immature. He's like a child, yada, 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 yada. But so what? If he can catch a ball and score some touchdowns, he's happy. And if he gets to do his own thing, he's happy. I just, you know, I, why, what I would be more concerned about is does, does he have work ethic? Does he study film like everybody else does? Does he prepare for games like everybody else does? That's when I have a problem with people. But in this case, I'm, you know what? Life is about second chances. This is his 56th chance, I think, in the CFL alone. And let's see what happens. You know, if everything goes well in BC and he's catching balls and scoring touchdowns, you won't even hear anything about him other other than he'll tell you he's the best receiver in the CFL. And there's some plays I've seen him make that I can't necessarily disagree with him. Yeah. But, hey, if I mean, you think about I, it, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this is his last kick at the cat. Who had the two most spectacular catches last year? He did. Where was the argument between them? They were between what, what two players? What do you mean? Um, him and... I can't remember the other guy. Sorry. And what does the other team, the, the other guy play for? What team? I don't know. I can't remember. It was between Duron Carter and Brian Burnham. Oh, was it? Okay. Now, Brian Burnham and okay. Duron Carter are both on the same team. So, you know, that kind of gets me a little bit excited, okay? Just a little bit, okay? So, um, yeah, I just you know, and I and I do believe the whole Nick Lewis thing has something to do with it. And and as I mentioned it on the podcast that Nick Lewis was on, Nick Lewis was a bit of a shit disturber his first three years in Calgary. Oh, without question. And and then, uh, but he was also a very consistent receiver. Okay. 
He didn't miss games. He caught balls, the whole thing. So, I, I mean, Nick Lewis changed younger than, than Deron Carter. And will Deron Carter change like that? I don't know. But, but so Nick Lewis has been there, done that, and maybe he can help him. You never know. Yeah. You never know. I, well, that's where I'm putting my faith in this, right? And if it doesn't pan out, I, I'm sure Ed Hervey is, is capable of pulling the plug, right? And he's done it before, so I don't see that, that that's a problem. Um, I had a discussion with a guy about this, and it has to do with whether or not the BC Lions will have ke- uh, chemistry and how long it will take that chemistry to come together and whether or not Deron Carter will be a um, upset that chemistry of the BC Lions. And my comment on that was, I don't really care what the chemistry of the team is. I care what their culture is. And the prime the example, the perfect the example of this, in, your mind? In, in my mind, the perfect example of this is the Calgary Stampeders. They don't have chemistry. They have a culture. They have a winning culture. They have a next man up culture. And their, their team evolves around this culture. And if you fit into it, you can be slotted into a position. You buy into the system. If you bought into the system, you're on the team. If you haven't, you're gone long before the season starts. So everybody has that same. It doesn't matter what the chemistry is between these two players as long as you've bought into the culture of winning. Devon Claybrooks is a coach coming out of that system. I believe that he will try to implement that same structure because it works that he grew up in in Calgary. Okay? So I'm not worried about whether or not the players can work with each other and, and go drinking beer together. I care about the team having a philosophy of winning no matter what. No excuses. Work your ass off. Do your job. Study, prepare, and execute. That's not chemistry. That's a culture. And that's where mm-hmm. I believe that there's a difference in this. You got a thought, philosophy on this one, Will? Because I think Calgary is a know, prime example. In, in, the, in, the last, in the last week or two weeks, I've been struggling with Calgary's culture, to be honest with you. Okay. And, and, and the reason I've, well, the reason I've been struggling with it, and I'm, I'm, I was still trying to wrap my head around it because I'm not very happy. Okay, so I believe I believe Wally Buono, then John Huffnagel created this culture. Okay, and a guy like Dave Dickinson, a, a guy like Dave Dickinson has bought into this because he's been they've trained him from the ground up as far as a coach goes. And I think everybody in their system that's still in their system, you buy into it and you believe it and you live it. Correct. Okay. But what happens sometimes, and this year is an extreme case, they are, there are 10 players 
missing from their defense yep. that either started or were quality replacements, and they're not there anymore. Yep. And why aren't, why aren't they there anymore? One of the parts of John Huffnagel's culture or philosophy is he does not overpay on players. And it doesn't Correct. matter if you're Charleston Hughes, Mika Johnson, whoever. I just have a hard time with that right now because I don't know what the Stampeders are going to look like. Does one of the things that David Sanchez today said on the waggle, does John Huffnagel have a house in Calgary like Chris Jones where there's 50 players that he believes can start or either back up? Okay. And I just, I, I, I'm, I'm not happy about it, but you know what? I'll live with it because they continually win, and that philosophy always works. And if you don't fit the philosophy, you're gone. If you ask for too much money, you're gone. So, and that's the way they've always worked it. Or you're too good and you're gone to the NFL. But the one thing they can't do because, and I've, told you this before, I think they have overpaid big time on their quarterback. But if you look around the CFL, that is not a position where you can bring a guy in off the street and he fills in. Okay? Oh, no. I agree. 100%. And and that's probably why they overpaid for Bill Levi Mitchell. Because they just couldn't see a guy who's 28 years old leaving them to go to someone else. Will it be different in three years or four years if one of these guys that backs him up, they think he can replace Bo Levi Mitchell? They'll do it in a heartbeat because he's less money and he's bought into the culture. But we'll see. Will, will they do it in two years? Will they release Mitchell or, or will they years. trade him? or What would they do? Well, they'd trade him. They'd trade him for sure. I mean, they did it. They did it with Henry Burris. Henry Burris was the starter. They figured Drew Tate could be the bridge for a year until Bo Levi Mitchell was ready, and that's exactly how they did it, and it worked for them. And that I wasn't so good believe... when Drew Tate was there. Well, no, it was good because Drew Tate uh, got injured the first three games of the year, and Kevin Glenn won fourteen for them. Yeah. So it wasn't bad. Okay, so there you go. But yeah, like I said, I'm just just I just I like I like winning in Calgary, but this will make it interesting for me because it's gonna be a whole new group of guys. Yeah, but on their but if the systems anyway. are in place and the culture's in place and the 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 veterans that are there bring the, the new guys along how can you see that this is any different? You know, like there, there was no Derek Dennis four years ago in, in Calgary. There was no Eric Rogers four years ago in Calgary. All of these big name players were nobody four years ago, two years That's ago, true. one year ago. That's true. Right. Absolutely. But right? should and, I be and, that and, and naive? You go, should I be so naive that I think John Huffnagel has this endless, 
group of people that he can just continuously bring in and they continuously are good and they continuously win. But once Done it again, for 10 it, goes years. Back to, it goes back to the system. I think it's a system. And they plug certain players into the system and it works. Yeah, it's not chemistry. It's a no, culture. No. It's a system. No. It's a system. They buy you into know? the system and that's how it works. Exactly. And, and that's and why I become... believe that it is. And that's why I believe the BC Lions are going to be a better football team today than what they have been the last while is because they have lost that culture of winning. Devon Claybrooks is going to beat it into them if he has to. Yes, he will. But once again, there's somebody above him. And I hope Ed Hervey, which I think he does, has the same philosophy. Yes. And 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 but, you saw what Mike Mike Riley's comment was. I'm no, here for one reason: is to win Grey Cups. Yeah, well, that's why they're all there. Yeah. But the seven hundred thousand dollar paycheck really helps when you don't win. It okay, does. so does. just saying, just saying. Oh but yeah, oh, it'll yeah. be it'll be it'll be an interesting year. I I don't believe De- De- Devon Claybrooks. It's just like every other thing, man. You cannot, we've talked about this so many times, you cannot be a player and then jump into coaching and expect to be good right off the bat. I feel it's the same thing. I think it's the same thing with going from an assistant or a coordinator to head coach's job. It doesn't happen. It's a learning curve. And we'll see how fast he learns. Well, it is, but did, okay. did Dave Dickinson miss a beat? No, he did not. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think, what was his first year? Was it 15? 16, 17, 18. Yeah, it was 15, wasn't it? Or was it 16? No, it was 16. There you go. <sighs> He's made it to the Great Cup every year. He's been the head coach. But once That's again, hard to argue with. Is the system in place in BC? Well, it's not in in, no. in place in BC. It hasn't been in place in BC, and that's why no. he has it's it's being implemented. Yeah, yeah. He he's been the head coach in Calgary since 2016. Okay, and yeah. he won Coach of the Year. Yes, that's correct. As a rookie, and he lost so the Grey Cup. And he lost the Grey Cup, and he lost the Grey Cup, and then he won the Grey Cup. Yeah. Correct? Yes. He's one and now, two and I in, wonder, in Grey Cup I, appearances. I wonder, what, I wonder what happens in Calgary. These guys buy into the system, and they're obviously there to win a cup. Yeah. And they seem to win a cup, and after they win a cup, it's basically, okay, pay me, and Calgary's not willing to do that, and that's why they go all over the place. Yeah. So, and I can't blame them to make, want to make more money. You know what I mean? So, but, but look, let's, let's use Derek, uh, Derek Dennis as an example. Derek Dennis, Dennis, yep. Derek, Derek Dennis. Um, Derek Dennis. Right? All-star all-star offensive lineman in Calgary. Just absolutely, uh, just yep. a beast, right? 
Most of Saskatchewan gets replaced. Horrible. Played horrible. Got replaced. Now, was that a matter of him, his head being too big, him thinking that he's way better than what he really was? Or is the system in in Saskatchewan suck? Um, Is it because there was nobody beside him playing good football? What was it? You know, it, it, all of the above. It's all of the above. Sure, and that's and that's why one of the one of the things, my biggest thing is football is the ultimate as far as I'm concerned. It's the ultimate because because he didn't look good in Saskatchewan. As a matter of fact, I remember those games of Charleston Hughes, he was still in Calgary, he schooled him in games. And I don't know what makes them better in Calgary. I guess maybe it's the system. I guess that's what it is. I'm so glad that you admit that it's the ultimate team sport and that it's the Calgary Stampeders that win win games, not Bo Levi Mitchell. So we can move on from that one because you just admitted I was You're right. You're going there, are you? Don't go, no. don't go there. You're going no, there. No, we're, go we're, there. we're not going there. We're just moving on because you just proved my point. You admitted that I was right. Okay, moving down the list here. There's got to be something in here. Uh, what What do you think of uh, the Saskatchewan Roughriders being bringing back uh, La France? I thought that was a kind of a weird move. Keenan La France, a Canadian running back, uh, Winnipeg born. I thought for sure Winnipeg would play this guy because he is uh, even in a backup capacity because he's the natural um, second position behind Andrew Harris. If Andrew Harris goes down, you screwed up your entire roster because you're going to start moving Canadians around. That's why teams don't like to have a Canadian running back um, because you need to have a Canadian backup, and it's really hard to get two quality Canadian running backs on the same team. Um, yeah, but Winnipeg yeah. believes that they can stick Nick Dembski in there to replace Andrew Harris if they have to. And he's Canadian, right? Yeah. Yes, he is. He's from Winnipeg as well. That's yeah. what they believe. So that's probably why. And Mark says he was a waste of a salary. Who? Keenan so. LaFrance. Yeah, and Winnipeg's good at wasting salaries, so yeah, overpaying and wasting salaries. Yeah, we're both agreeing on that. That's one. right. That's right. Now you can call us both that name, Mark. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I think that's the only reason Keenan LaFrance has gone back to Saskatchewan because Winnipeg didn't want him because they have a Canadian who can back up Andrew Harris and. When he's not backing up Andrew Harris, he can also play slot back. So, okay. So Matt Nichols has asked for a restructured contract with the Bombers. We should be hearing soon about this, according to Dave Campbell. Um, the comments on this just completely blow my mind because the only acceptable restructure is less money. Uh, even Jared comes out. It makes absolutely no sense to restructure a contract unless, that's already in place unless it's for less dollars, especially when you have a QB sitting in the wings. Okay? 
anything over 300 grand for him is is overpaid by Clayton Paul. And then he, Jared comes back. Every quarterback the CFL makes over four. 300 is not overpayment. Okay, anyhow, beside the point, do you think that Matt Nichols is renegotiating, restructuring his contract for uh, taking a pay cut? No. Why would be he be re- Why would they? Why would Winnipeg be restructuring his contract? He's he's they probably or sorry he's probably seen the Mike Riley, BLM, Andrew Harris contracts. Trevor Harris and Trevor Harris and Matt Nichols believes he's an elite quarterback in the CFL. Correct. So now he and I'm telling uh, you he he ain't he ain't he's not an elite quarterback as far as I'm concerned. No. Um. I personally think that he is going to be paid north of 600 grand. Okay. This contract is going to be restructured. He's already getting paid 450, and in my opinion, it's too much, but that's beside the point. Um, so I think this new structured contract is going to be above the 600 grand mark, six, 600, 650, somewhere in there. Um, why? Because Nichols thinks he's an elite quarterback and his peers are making 750 grand. Why should he not be? Right. I don't agree with this logic because he's certainly not an elite quarterback and he shouldn't be worth that kind of money. But I truly believe that he thinks that. And if Winnipeg, unless Winnipeg wants to write off this season with a disgruntled quarterback who doesn't want to play football because he's being disrespected, they're going to restructure his contract and pay him a lot more money. That's the way that I see it. Uh, one guy. Well, I think it, I think it's I think it's an automatic thing because look at uh, look at what Walters play, paid Drew Willie when Drew Willie held out. Yeah, he paid close to five hundred grand. Money. Right. So Matt Nichols has won more than Drew Willie has. So I guess they don't have a choice, right? No, 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 no choice at all. So, what do you, what do you think his contract's going to come in? You think I'm right? It's going to be above in the 600 to 650 range, or do you think it's going to be higher than that, up closer to 700, considering the other guys are getting 750? I what do you, any idea what Trevor Harris is making? Uh, what did they say Trevor Harris was making? Yeah, we had a Trevor I think Harris. It, he he is not. As I think high Trevor as Harris what? was no no Trevor Harris was six hundred because they said the, the guys were saying that Edmonton got a decent quarterback one hundred and fifty thousand dollars cheaper than Mike Riley, so I think he's like six hundred. Is Matt Nichols on Trevor Harris's level? I would say yes. So yeah, I would say it's going to be around six, six fifty. Who knows? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, it doesn't say in this article what he's making. But yeah, he, he was, for I that mean, he's matter, re- maybe maybe Winnipeg wants him to take a pay cut to pay for other stuff since he hasn't won them a great cup that this year and 
up until he went on that losing streak last year. And I think they were seriously thinking about putting Strebler in there more, but they didn't, and Matt Nichols showed his stuff. So who knows? It's hard to say. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, I I think it would be really hard. I, it, it, taking a pay cut, there's no way Matt Nichols believes that he should take a pay cut. He is not, because he didn't win a great cup, he got them to the Western final. Uh, he got beat by the best team in the league. You can't fault him for that. Um, I don't think his QB numbers are were that good, although, you know, he was in, what, second place? Wasn't he in the stats? Was he, was he in second, or was that Trevor Harris? No, that was Trevor was, Harris. Uh, no, it was Jeremiah Mazzoli. Oh, Matt there Nichols, you go. We keep up Matt Nichols was actually in fifth place down there. He didn't even crack the 5,000 mark. He barely made it over the 3,000-yard mark. Okay? That's right. And, but he did and, miss how many games? Uh, four. Four. That's four games. That's another say three, six, nine. That's another twelve hundred yards. So, so he would have been around the four uh, forty three hundred mark. Well, if you extrapolate this, hang on thirty thirty one hundred divided by fourteen times eighteen. He he would have been under four thousand yards. He would have been at thirty thirty nine eighty five if you extrapolate his numbers properly. And everybody else was over five thousand yards, including Mazzoli and Harris, who didn't play eighteen games. They only played seventeen. But um, I think you have to look at. Let's be fair to Winnipeg. They do run. And I might be wrong by this, but I don't think I am. I think they run the ball with Andrew Harris more so than other teams. Well, wouldn't you? Yes. No, William Powell in Ottawa ran for 251 compared to Andrew Harris's 240, so 12 yard, 12 runs back. Uh, but most other teams were under 200, one in the 150 to 200 range. There you go, because they have Andrew Harris. They run more, I would assume. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, but and, no, and, I don't and, I don't think I don't think he deserves a raise. I thought he was making too much money last year. Because I thought he was yeah. around five last year. Yeah, I, I think it was in the four fifty range and Mark can correct us on this, but um anyhow, he's uh he's restructuring his contract. And everybody thinks that it, the, this restructure is for a pay cut. I say bullshit. He wants a raise, and he wants a significant raise. And, uh, I don't know what else to say about that. He, he thinks that he is as good as Trevor Harris and as good as or very close to Bo Levi Mitchell and or Mike Riley. He's a complete moron if he does, but because he's not in their league, he's not anywhere close to them, and that's why I said Winnipeg's not going to win a, a Grey Cup as long as he is quarterbacking their team. He's just simply not good enough. I don't think Jeremiah Mazzoli is good enough to win a Grey Cup with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. 
Okay. That's just my opinion. Uh, a lot of people disagree with that, but he, his stats last year were good. He was the number two passer in the CFL. Um, and uh, so be it. He had respectable numbers. He had a respectable efficiency rating. He had a very high uh, interception ratio. And uh, uh, so did Matt Nichols. Of all the starting quarterbacks, he had one of the highest interception ratios. Interception to touchdown ratio. Matt Nichols was one of the worst. So, hey, even Jonathan Jennings a better touchdown interception ratio than what Matt Nichols did. And the worst part is Matt Nichols kept on throwing the interceptions to defensive ends. So, <laughs> well, at least they can't run real fast. Actually, both that he threw, they scored touchdowns on. So, <laughs> Uh, Trevor, uh, Matt Nichols is good between the twenties. He's not a finisher. He's not a closer. He can't go in there and put the ball in the end zone. That's just a fact by the amount of touchdowns that he got in the year. It was just minuscule. I mean, really the, the only starting quarterback that was lower was like Zach Caleros. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. I'm I'm intrigued to find out where this is going to go. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting. Yeah, probably won't happen. I'll be curious. And I I mean, if he does take a pay cut, there's going to be lots of people looking for you, just so you know. But that's okay. I don't care. (laughs) There's no way in hell he's going to take a pay cut. As starting quarterback is going to take a pay cut from four hundred and fifty thousand when other starting quarterbacks are making seven fifty, right? It's not going to happen, right? I mean, I can see Matt Nichols restructuring his contract right now, and as soon as he does and gets paid more, then we're going to hear from Jeremiah Mazzoli. I mean, yeah. nobody else, nobody else around the league. Commands that Manziel does not, um, Zach Caleros cannot. Um, you know, nobody else is out there is going to. Oh, uh, James Franklin's not. Jonathan Jennings. Jonathan Jennings' contract's worth four hundred fifty thousand dollars in Ottawa, but it's based out at one hundred and fifty grand, and then bonuses, performance bonuses, which is the way that you'd need to structure a contract with a quarterback that has a big question mark over his head. Mm-hmm. You know, and and one of the one of the things, and and I still, I still remember the days in the in the past where guys used to get paid by performance. Okay. Yeah. You know, for example. Commission sales. Right. For example. You know, Muhammad Ali or, or or boxing guys used to the guy who wins used to make the most amount of money. And that's changed. It doesn't matter if you win anymore. No, it's, it's and I who's like, got the biggest name. I, I like I like how the Alliance Football League is doing it. 
everybody has a base salary and they get paid by position by how they perform. And you want to see, you want to see hungry guys do that. Okay. Cause you could, it, to me it's, it's, and, and it is like a sales guy. You can make as much money as you want if you can sell X amount of things. And it's the same. And I think it should be that way in all sports. I think it should be performance based. Um, that'll never happen. But in a, a long time ago, I had a job once, hated it, but it was actually a union job and it was with Scott paper and Scott paper didn't have what they did was they had 25 different positions and each one of them had a different salary as it, and it went up from, you know, the bottom to the top. And what you did then was you certain jobs fit into certain positions and then you could negotiate a better position if your production was up higher. Okay. I've said that before is that the CFL should be, have so many at this level and so many at this level, each team should have a structure like that and say, okay, you got so this is where you are. Prove to me that you're a better player. You want to move up a thing. You've got to get yourself up it, up a notch. You have to, score so many touchdowns or, or run for so many yards or block or knock down or interceptions. You know, you get six interceptions a season. Oh my God, you jump two categories. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, you can only have so many players in these categories because that's where your salary cap is. But you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of, I know that that doesn't work. That won't work here. But I do agree that your your base salary should be $54,000. And, you know, okay, well, you've played, been with the team for two years, so now it's 80000 okay? That's just a, a bonus because you're $50,000. you have been with the same team for two years. And then, you know, okay, well, you, you, you dressed for all 18 games. That's another ten fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. Oh, you actually started extra games. There's an extra, you know – thousand dollars a game or whatever right that you you were actually a starter and oh my god you actually performed during that time you get paid more money that's how they should be paid absolutely right and the hungry man and the hungry man wins yeah I mean, wouldn't it be better if all CFL quarterbacks all got paid exactly the same amount of money and then it went by how many yards you threw and how many touchdowns you threw and how many, oh, you got interceptions. That gets cut back a little bit. Oh, my God, you, may, you got it into a playoff. You won a playoff game. Oh, my God, you're the great cup champion. Yeah, that's how they should structure their salaries. It shouldn't be, okay, he's going to make $2.9 over the next four years. Uh, Show me what you can do. What he does. You know, I agree. I agree. I mean, look at Marcus Crandall. He would have been rich. Absolutely. So, but it's never going to be like that because there's too many agents involved, and and well, yeah. So, if you put the structure in place in the league and it went league wide, you just yeah. do away with agents. There's no reason to have an agent. Right? It makes no sense to have an agent. Why would you just waste money? Absolutely. And I mean, things like, okay, if you look at receivers, 
okay, if it's based on how many catches they have or how many yards they get, these guys will probably run through brick walls. Right, but it also has to be with how many balls are thrown their way. You have to be considerate. Sure, of course. Of course. I mean, but I still like that structure. I always have liked that structure. But I'm notoriously, and I'm a notoriously cheap guy, I think they make too much money as it is now. You know, let's take, for example, and I don't know what BC gave Lamar Durant. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a guy who Calgary he was Calgary's first round draft pick. Okay. Yeah. Four years ago or five years ago, whatever it was. Last year was the first year he's played a full season. And I think there was two seasons where he hardly played at all. And Calgary had big hopes for him. And I, I don't – here's a perfect example of I watched him play. I didn't think he was that good. I think the only thing that keeps a guy like that in this league is that he's Canadian. Because he's not that spectacular. He's never – I don't think he's ever had 500 yards on a season. Including last year. Including last year. So, so I was disappointed to see him go only because he's a Canadian. And he was a ratio breaker. Mm-hmm. And BC so, now has two starting receivers that are Canadians. <laughs> right. Shaq Johnson and uh, Lamar De- uh, Durant. Durant. Mm-hmm. Do you know why I don't yeah, I like don't him? Know. I don't even... I don't even know who Jack Johnson is, but I bet you he's better than Lamar Durant. He's he's an amazing receiver, okay? An amazing receiver. And his stats are definitely better than Durant's. Oh, did you say Shaq Johnson? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know who he is. Yes, he is. He's better than Lamar Durant. I can tell you that right off the hat. Yeah. But Lamar Durant is a BC guy. He obviously wants to go back there. Durant went to the same high school I did. There you go. There you go. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. I, I wasn't yeah. unhappy to see him go. So you were? I was. Yeah, I was okay with him leaving. I didn't think he was that great. He won the Canadian player of the Grey Cup, but what Canadians did anything in that Grey Cup, right? Hard to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's no article saying how much he signed for, so to me it's not really relevant. Yeah, I don't sure, think they, I don't sure, think they I overpaid him. No, I don't I'm think sure they would have overpaid him. But I sure. I sure he got a raise, but it wasn't that much. Yeah. I would bet you he's probably in the 100,000 category. Yeah, which is respectable for a, a ratio-breaking receiver. Yes, absolutely. But obviously I don't think Calgary saw much in them last year, and that's probably why they maybe they didn't have a choice. They weren't going to overpay a guy like that. 
Okay. Do you have any subjects, anything you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the QB carousel and who, what, who's playing quarterback on what team? Or does it re- really matter? Um, it matter? I think we probably already know who the top three quarterbacks in the CFL are going to be this year. Their top four quarterbacks. I mean, do we? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we do. Okay, name them. That would <laughs> um, Riley, Bo Levi, Harris, and Jeremiah Mazzoli. Okay. If you want to talk about quarterbacks, let me ask you something. What's what's Travis Lule waiting for? I don't know. This is kind of weird. And um, that is a, an answer that I got from one of the inside guys at um, uh, at the BC Lions, and I'm not going to say who it is. But I had a chat with uh, one of the guys in there, and he basically said uh, he thinks that Ed is – wants to give him more time to decide. So I don't know whether there's an offer in place and Travis is mulling it over or Ed is waiting for Travis to come to the table and say, yeah, I'm interested in playing again. And then Ed throws him a number. Uh, Do you know I don't think it's quarter. You know, which quarterbacks are in the best position in the CFL right now? The two quarterbacks that are in the best position of the CFL right now are, are Travis Lule and Kevin Glenn. Because well, they could both they could both be bridge quarterbacks for any CFL team right now that needs quarterbacks. Okay, you you look at the quarterbacks going down through the teams. Okay, we got Mike Riley in BC and we got Ricky Lloyd. Okay, whoever that is. Ricky Lloyd had an amazing college career in the States. He's just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he's never taken a snap of football in, in BC. He's just, you know, he's just there, right? Uh, he, he's a good prospect. And we know oh, there's a lot of prospects that never made starters. So I'm not nope. saying he's the next best thing, but he's, he has great potential. We have no third quarterback at this point in time. So it's just, Riley and Lloyd. Edmonton Eskimos have Trevor Harris, Danny O'Brien, and Jeremiah Briscoe. So Edmonton has Trevor Harris. Okay? The next two, not so good. Calgary Stampeders, they have Bo Levi Mitchell, Nick Arbuckle, and Montel Cozart. Now, I don't think much of Nick Arbuckle. Okay? He's a good short yard quarterback. I, he's never going to be a starter in the CFL. Montel well, Cozart I, I, has the same potential Ricky Lloyd does. Okay, uh, phenomenal college player, hasn't taken a snap in the league. What's he going to do? We don't know. Okay, but he has high mm-hmm. expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Then you go over to Saskatchewan. You got Zach Caleros. David Watford, and Cody Fajardo. Okay, so Saskatchewan needs another quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I, so far, there's not a team in here that couldn't use Travis Lulee or Kevin Glenn. So far. That's correct. Yep. Okay. Winnipeg has Matt Nichols, Chris Strivler, Brian Bennett, and Brian Score. Okay. I think Winnipeg is sitting quite pretty right now with Matt Nichols, who is a serviceable quarterback, Chris Strebler, who is learning the game and has potential to move up. Uh, the other two, you know, it doesn't matter. They're prospects, right? But they're, they're sitting nice right now with, with two quality or potential starters, okay? Uh, Hamilton has Jeremiah Mazzoli, Dane Evans, and Devont Kincaid. Who? Yeah, I know. Um, Toronto, James Franklin, McLeod, Bethel Thompson, Dakota Prukop, and Noah Picton. They have a great potential quarterbacks in here, but they don't have a starter. Okay. Realistically, they need, they need Ricky Ray to come back or they need to pick up somebody who is there. And that is why uh, Argo GM Jim once again. Yeah. He said, I would like a veteran quarterback like Travis Lule. Now, he didn't say I wanted Travis Lule. He said like Travis Lule. Okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, Ottawa. They don't have a designated number one quarterback over there. They have Jonathan Jennings and Dominic Davis, who are going to be fighting for that starting position. Then they have Danny Collins and William Arndt. Again, they don't have a, a clear defined starter. And then behind those two, you know, okay, they could use a starter in there. Now, Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> and, and, you know, this article, which was CFL.ca, has actually done this properly. They've got in, in, the, in the number one position, they have a tie between Johnny Manziel and Antonio Pipkin. Okay, so that's. There's no number two because one of those is number one, number two. In the number three position is a tie between Math, uh, Jeff Matthews, Matthew Schlitz, and Vernon Adams Jr. And in the sixth position is Hugo Richard. Yep. They don't have a clear defined starter. Ottawa doesn't have a clear defined starter. Toronto doesn't have a clear defined starter. Um, and I guess everybody else does. The Eastern Division is a mess. Right, but that's that's one of the reasons I say Travis Lule and Kevin Glenn can write their own ticket right now. You know, I'm not telling you they're going to make $600,000 money as backups or as bridge quarterbacks, but, you know, I mean, what are you thinking? Are you thinking Lule would play in BC for 200K? Yes. He played behind he could, um, He played behind Jonathan Jennings for $220,000. He has to right. know that he's now two years older. Okay? He's now two years older, and he's had two more injuries. So I think that there, if there's an offer on the table, it's, between, it's around the 175K mark for Jonathan Jennings, and I think he should take it. But I think I think he could go. Travis Lule or Kevin Glenn could go to, to Toronto for three hundred grand. Absolutely, three three fifty in a in a heartbeat. 
Because what do you got? James Franklin and McLeod Bethel Thompson. Now, here, right. when, when you do that, when you do that, you have to look at a few things. Travis Lule needs an O line. Yep. Toronto does not have one. Not currently, no. Okay. They do have Darrell Walker. So, you know, they, they, they're not lacking in the um, receiver thing. Receiver department. Nope. But, geez. I don't know. What I mean, say. would it be, would it be smart? And and I don't, I don't know how BC would look at it because understand, and we don't know how BC is going to look at it because they have a different management team than Wally. Okay. Yeah. I mean, G Roy went to Saskatchewan, and Wally let him come back and hired him as whatever it is that he does now. Or David Braley hired him as, as whatever he does now. Wally hired him. Um, he is the uh, he's a scout. Uh, he is the Canadian um, Canadian uh, college uh, scout. Takes care of right. the, the CIS. So I'm thinking if Travis Lule went away for a year, would the Lions invite him back with open arms down the road? I don't always, know. He's always he's always said he's wanted to coach. Okay, the ideal place for him to coach would be BC. Yeah, I would assume. Um, you know, well, I not mean, necessarily, but because you know, no. BC has a coach. If if Travis Lule right now said I'm retiring, uh, I need a job. BC couldn't hire him because they have filled out their cap limit of coaches. And I think pretty much all teams did. That's by, why JC Sherrod is now with the Stampeders is because Edmonton had, did, did not have a position available for him. Right. Yeah, he didn't go over, he didn't go over to um, Calgary because he absolutely loved the team. Okay. He's a, he's an Edmonton Eskimo. There's no doubt about it. If Edmonton had a position available for him, he would be there. Let, let's not yeah, but, be ridiculous about We've had this discussion before. BC, or Edmonton should have made a position for him. I, I, without okay. question, in my opinion, they should have. I mean, you got a guy who's been loyal, and then they can't find a spot for him. I mean, come on especially a guy who's played for you for nine years. Yeah. And he yeah, eats and breathes green. Okay. And then to come down the highway three hours, come down the highway for three hours. I mean, wow. I'm still, I'm still shocked by that. Yeah. yeah. Totally shocked by that. So, but Hey, you know, but I, think I mean, you'll learn I, more. I think he'll learn more as a coach in Calgary than he would have in Edmonton, to be honest with you. I don't doubt that. I absolutely don't doubt that. And it's, it's a great way, great place to learn. Um, Drew Tate and Calgary is our needs, quarterback. Calgary needs, a, our, Calgary needs a good linebacker coach because <laughs> I don't know what their linebackers are going to look like this year. Yeah. So. Drew Tate is the quarterback coach in BC right now. Is he uh-huh. just warming that seat? Travis Lule takes it from him. 
Could be. Now, I mean, he's an ex-Calgary guy, is and Devon Claybrooks is an ex-Calgary guy. Are they buddies? We don't know, right? Well, and and well, that's probably. I mean, that's probably okay. So, Drew Tate, Nick Lewis. That's probably why they're there, is because they're Devon Devon Claybrooks buddies. Okay, they played together. They know yeah. each other as teammates. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, out of every out of everything everybody says about BC and how they've signed free agents and they're not going to gel, yada, yada, yada. I think the biggest issue in my mind with BC is I'm still not sold on what's his face? God, why can't I remember his name? Your OC. Oh, Jerry Jackson. Jerry Jackson. I'm still not sold on him. I. And I agree with you. I, I, I'm, I'm not sold on him yet in that position, and we'll see what happens. But you got to realize that that was a factor in bringing Mike Riley here. Jarius Jackson was his quarterback coach when he won the Grey Cup in 2015. Right. Okay. Because Jarius Jackson was with Edmonton at that point in time with Chris Jones. And uh, he was – he worked with uh, Mike Riley. So then he's over here and that, you know, I'm not saying that that's a deciding factor. The deciding factor from Mike Riley coming to BC was without question, his family. And the 700 K helps too. I think you would have got that anywhere. I actually probably would have got more, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I'm not saying Calgary offered him more. Calgary did have an offer on the table. He did look at it. He was very considerate about it. He liked the facility. He liked the, liked the atmosphere. He liked a lot of things about Saskatchewan. Bottom line is his wife and kids go to every single home game that he is playing football at, and they do not have a direct flight from Seattle to Regina. So they, she would have to – from Seattle to Regina? I'm sorry. Does nobody anybody does. have a direct flight? No, to nobody does. So that means that she would have a layover, right? She'd have to switch planes with two small kids, and he did not like that idea. Mm-hmm. So now playing in BC, she can just drive up. It's only two and a half hour drive. Right. So, I mean, so be it. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I still, there's still talk out there that Travis Lule is going to end up somewhere else. And in the twilight of his career, is an extra 150 k for a season worth it? I would say yes. Well, it was for uh, G. Roy Simon. Well, yeah. I'm thinking different personalities, but... Totally, just completely. Me. Okay, and and of course the guy who always goes out smelling like a rose, Kevin Glenn is going to get a job this year, <laughs> and he may and he may and he may start a number of games this year. Yeah, well, he didn't take a snap last year. Um, the whole thing That's about correct. Kevin Glenn, you know what he's got to do? He's got to hang around this league long enough so that he can go play for the Schooners. There you go, right? forty-five-year-old starter. You wait and see. 
No, it's, they're going to start in 2020. Didn't you know that? Yeah, sure they are. Sure they are. Um, I, I honestly don't think that they're going to get off the ground. I, I've said that from day one. Day one, I said we're not going to get a football team in Halifax. And I read the uh, article and, and, and all the quotes and comments from the Halifax City Council. They're uh-huh. not putting money. They're not putting money into building this stadium. They're not going to do it. So unless this is privately financed, it ain't going to happen. At I agree best, with you 100%. at best, they're going to get tax incentives, and that's still going to cost that Halifax taxpayers money because it's not, it, you know, it's missing taxes, right? Um, yep. So that's still financing it to a point. I, I just, I just, I don't see it happening. How can you do it with that high of unemployment in your, your town? I mean, they'd get lynched, and they should get lynched. I, I, I totally agree. I remember way back when the Jets were not out of Winnipeg yet, but there was a good chance they were leaving, and I think I think it was going to cost $64 million to keep them there. And now we're going back quite a few years. And I thought to myself, that's insane that they're trying to raise this money to keep a sports franchise in a city like that. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, those numbers boggle my mind sometimes. And I mean, Halifax, I, I don't think they, I don't think they can support a team. I really don't. And I don't know what the economic environment is in Halifax, but it's East Coast has always been on the lower side. Well, yeah, they're they're all in Alberta working, and that's not going so well for them right now. Well, no, and I, I it's funny because I cruise real estate pages all the time, and I said to my wife one day, I said, let's move to Lewisburg, Nova Scotia. And what I saw in Lewisburg, Nova Scotia, was a 6,000-square-foot house yeah. on, on five-and-a-half acres, and they wanted $194,000. Okay? Yeah. You can't buy a cardboard box in Calgary for $194,000. No. And, oh. You think Vancouver is any better? And I've been to and I've been to Lewisburg, and Lewisburg is a gorgeous place. Okay, absolutely gorgeous. I wouldn't spend my winters there, but it was a gorgeous place. Summertime, it's fantastic. Yeah, wouldn't but you don't have it, to. So. You, you don't have to spend your your winters there. You just nip down to right. the Caribbean. Not at one hundred ninety-four thousand dollars for a house. Not even close. Yeah, no. You you, you put so. nine hundred grand in the bank from selling your place, and off you go. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. But she wouldn't go for it. So, wait a minute. They don't yeah, so I'm just I, I'm assuming that the economy is as bad as it's always been down there, and I just don't think there's that kind of money to pay for football. I really don't. I mean, 
as far as players go, it would be the ideal place for them to stay because they make the same amount of money regardless of what province they play in. And it would be pretty sweet for them as far as accommodations and stuff like that goes. But I, I still, I still don't see it ever happening, but we could both be wrong. No, but we will see. Uh, I don't think I'm uh, wrong. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think they got the support out there. They're saying, well, Halifax is the same size as Regina or it's bigger than Regina. And look at what the support in Regina is. Yeah. That's 104 years of history there. And it's a, 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 a franchise that ate itself up when, when they were going to lose their team. Let's yeah. face it. Winnipeg, Winnipeg came together when they lost the jets, Quebec came back and supported the, mm-hmm. uh, Lenodiques when they knew they were going moving to Colorado Quebec is still screaming about losing their hockey team. You get mm-hmm. so much more fan support when the fear of loss is there. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. No, there's no fear of gain. <laughs> okay? You know, and like you, you, like you talked about before, I think it was last week, how Ottawa losing all their star players is going to affect Ottawa. Yeah, because they've only been in, they've only been in the league for three years. Those fans can come go away just as quick as they came in. Yeah, it is not a stable franchise, is what people think it is. They're, the fans are fickle. If you've not been a fan for decades, if you weren't raised with it, you, you, where's the loyalty? Mm-hmm. You know. And I've said the only loyalty in pro sports is the fan towards the team. There's no loyalty with, yeah. with the players. They're, they're mercenaries. They go to the highest bidder. That's just a fact, right? They might go take a little step back, but they still want big money and to, to go where they want, like, like Mitchell did. But he's a mercenary. He went, he, he's going for the big money, okay? No doubt. I'm not, not, not accusing him in particular. I'm saying all players are mercenaries in that aspect. Everybody will go to the highest bidder or close to it. Um, coaches, no different. Look at Chris Jones as a prime example. Jump to jump to jump to jump. Um, only because he was in demand. Otherwise, all coaches would be doing this. Okay? Owners. Owners come and go. Well, okay? that, that, that's a fact. The only loyalty in pro sports is the fan to the team. And it's funny because two weeks ago, David Sanchez said it, said it best. What, or three weeks ago, when Calgary signed J.C. Sheridan as the coach, and and David Sanchez played in Edmonton, and he said, "There's a sign over the Edmonton doorway as you're walking out, and it says, once an Eskimo, always an Eskimo." And David Sanchez qualified that with, "Once an Eskimo, always an Eskimo, until someone pays you." Okay. Yeah. And that's yeah. what he talked about, J.C. Sheriff. He needed a paycheck, period. Yeah. I, I, you can't blame J.C. Sheriff. Of course not. You can blame the Edmonton Eskimos organization. Mm-hmm. But you can't blame J.C. Sheriff. He wanted the coach. No, he needs a paycheck. He has to make money. This is his first year in retirement. What's he going to do, sit on his hands? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. He didn't he, make he, that he did cut what he had in to the do. CFL. Yeah. No, he did not he make did. enough that he could just sit back and relax. Indeed. 
Okay. What else have we got to talk about? <coughs> Done QB carousel. Mike Riley. This one kind of fun is funny about Mike Riley says that the uh, the riders were a realistic possibility, you know, and I, I think it's kind of funny. Sure. But the, the the main thing was the wife had to do the layover going into Regina, and he just said no, that's not going to happen, and that was basically what he said. Because there's a lot uh, of players and coaches in there, and you know, it wasn't because Chris yeah. Jones left that he wouldn't go. He didn't go. No, I, I think uh, even Bo Levi Mitchell used the two other teams as leverage a way to get more money out of Calgary. Leverage. Because, I mean, literally, Toronto promised him, like, they were going to make him the face of the franchise, and they, apparently they're going to put his face on everything in Toronto. And they're willing to do everything, but. I knew he wasn't going there. He's not a Toronto kind of guy. So, but he used it as leverage for the Stampeders because if he hadn't had any leverage, they wouldn't have paid that kind of money. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, let's wrap this show up because it's time. I don't know if you've been watching it or not, but I know. I, uh, I'm, I've been watching. Are you saddened by this? And I, and, I, and I told you we could talk for two hours without even missing a beat. Yeah. We could we could do this for five hours, I'm convinced, okay? so. Not me. i got to get up at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, yeah, me too, but. No, football, you want so to. I you you do it. get up at 4. I have to. I have no choice. Well, I, have, I have a choice. I just don't what? want to work. I have to, too. i, I got to go to work. But you don't have to start at that time. You run the goddamn place. Well, yeah, but the reason I do is because I'm there at 4.30 in the morning, okay? I understand that. But if you said if you said you wanted to sleep in tomorrow and not go to work at, at 4.30 or 5.30 or whatever, you could do that. Right? I don't have that luxury. I could, sure. Sure, okay. I could do okay. that. Okay. Yeah, so this has you, been you got farm animals you got to feed. I got I, I to get up and do my, my chores, and I got to get up and do all that kind of stuff and get out the door and everything else, right? And we got – it's foaling season. I got horses that are foaling, and I got to pay attention to that, and then I got to be at work for 530. There you go. Thank God, all right. Log talk bitch is just yelling at me here. Okay, uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 310. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and I've talked football for 120 minutes with my buddy, Will McDonald. Everybody else has abandoned us. Uh, like I said, Charles is at the home show. Mark is at work. Uh, Chris has got viral laryngitis. And Jared's being a pussy and going fishing. Uh, I got to throw that in there. I just had to. Okay, uh, well, say goodnight, and uh, we'll wrap it up. Good night, everybody. It has been a slice. And, hey, <laughs> We'll be back next week. There might be more. Hopefully with more people. Okay. You take care, everybody. Cheers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.